0: the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unopinion. My name is George i I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Nori. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. It's great to be here.
1: Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show, known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris, and I'm the Bo Bird doll to your U.S. military complex, and that today I'm going AWOL. Very true, Chris. Today we will be listening to a June 8th, 1994 episode of Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell, where he interviews. Vance Davis of the Gulf Breeze 6, which were six military personnel who went AWOL from Germany because a Ouija board gave them prophecies. These dang Ouija boards, Paul, I don't know how many times I have to do my public service announcement for Ouija boards, but they're very bad things. I mean, forcing these soldiers to leave military duty, this is unbelievable to me. Yeah, getting them to commit treason essentially. They fled their jobs, their posts, uh, and they were the high-ranking people. Like they had high security clearances. I don't know how high-ranking they were, but they had high security clearances. They were dealing with like very secret intel and stuff like that. Who would want to sit and do monotonous things all day, day after day, and can't leave base? And it just. The drudgery and everyone's wearing the same fatigues. So, I mean, I can't imagine why anybody would ever want to leave that, Paul. Well, we're going to find out today, Chris, what led them to flee to Florida and what predictions they got from the Ouija as well. Uh, so, this occurred in 1990. The interview that we're going to be listening to was in 1994. So some of the predictions are going to be about like 1996, 2000, stuff like that. So we can actually check to see how accurate this Ouija was because they were predicting things that have already or should have already happened for us. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear this, Paul. It's going to be great. But before we get to that, Chris, we got to check in with our good friend, Tim Banol at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim time! Tim Banol's article today, Mysterious Christmas Gnomes Prompt Ominous Warning from Police in Wales. They're those Christmas gnomes, man. you got to be careful about them. You ha- They are sketchy creatures. <laughs> yeah, dude. What are they doing? Authorities- They're not the elves. They're not the elves. <laughs> what are Christmas gnomes? Authorities in Wales issued a rather ominous warning to the public following a spate of incidents wherein Christmas gnomes mysteriously appeared in front of various homes throughout a village. I see. I see. Okay, so we're talking about little plastic creatures here. Yeah, the little gnomes that go in like a grandmother's yard. Ah, got yeah. it. A Christmas, but still, what is a Christmas gnome? It's specifically a gnome that's dressed up for Christmas. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Like it's just a Santa hat instead of a red hat. Well, no, yeah, I think you could still keep the red hat, right? Yeah, it's Christmassy. Yeah. I think maybe you just put a wreath around its neck or like give it go. a president's hand. Okay. You could be a gnome for all seasons, Chris, and all of that. Right. It. <laughs> yeah. True. Our grandmother used bears. Yeah. But she would dress up bears for the different holidays. It's the same thing. You know, you it's can't put gnomes thing. in a box. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. You convinced me. Are you tracking? Uh, I'm, I'm there now. I got it. It's kind of cool. All right. <laughs> The surprising words of caution were reportedly posted to social media by the South Flintshire branch of the North Wales Police Department on Monday morning. Paul, I'm having this weird, like, wave of deja vu where I'm thinking of the man when we were small children growing up in that small town in Pennsylvania that had a mannequin on his front porch that he would change for the season's. Oh my so God, like it had a, that. it had a winter outfit and a spring outfit and a fall outfit and a summer outfit. Yeah, so is that's it... kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking of right now is that this this creepy old man that changed his mannequin for the seasons. But it it would be if that's very similar, but it's like if that man were to be dropping mannequins off in people's yards, <laughs> that would be even creepier than the nose. The mannequin is terrifying. Featuring a photo of one of the innocent-looking dolls, the police indicated that they are aware of a report of individuals in Broughton area leaving Christmas gnomes in residential front gardens. I'm going to have to come up with a good prank. I'm just not doing the pranks enough, I guess, on a a wide scale. I'm like thinking of the guy that was leaving sausages in people's mailboxes in New Zealand. Yeah, the more random the prank, the better it is, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like gnomes in front yards dressed for Christmas is pretty funny, and you could probably get, like, a bunch of garden gnomes for relatively cheap. You can go to Walmart and get a haul of garden gnomes, I'm sure, for, like, 20 bucks, right? Yeah. They can't be that expensive. No way. No way. Especially plastic ones. If you yeah, go I'm with, like, a pl- porcelain gnome, like, that'll be pricey, but a plastic gnome. Yeah, of course. Gnome- yeah. However, rather than dismissing the mysterious gnomes as merely the work of clever pranksters or bored teenagers, police offered a far more sinister reason for why they might be appearing on residents' front lawns. Oh my god, what is the sinister reasoning behind (laughs) Christmas gnomes? The department warned that the delightful dolls may actually be a calling card used by would-be burglars. Ah, saying this house is a good one to... The case. Yep. The the miscreants, cops explained, later returned to the scene, quote, to see if the gnome is collected by the residents. An undisturbed doll, they said, is an indication that the property is likely to be empty, and thus a tempting target for thieves. Now that's very interesting. I wouldn't have even considered that. I would not have either. <laughs> <laughs> Those police really do see boogeymen in every corner. Yeah, I just, I feel like in all likelihood, this is just someone pulling a prank. This is a child. If they had instances or correlations between gnomes being left and places being robbed, then maybe. But this feels like something, like, have you seen that stuff on Facebook before where it's like, oh, if you see this chalk drawing outside your house, it means that, like, burglars have targeted your house. Like, so, like, watch out. Right. Yeah. You know, it feels like one of those, like, urban legend things. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was, like, hobo speak, right? But that was from the 1920s and 30s. Thieves can't. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? When we still had fist pumps out in the rural place where you could, like, leave a little chop drawing. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really exist anymore. Like, everyone just hates homeless people. Yeah, it's fair. Well, with that in mind, Chris, the department mused that, quote, we would advise residents to be vigilant and to report any strange activity, gnome related or not, to the police. What's that call like to the police station? Uh, sir, I, there's a gnome, there's a Christmas gnome out on my front lawn. Dude. There are so many wine moms in Wales right now who are so paranoid about Christmas gnomes. After that, there's a gnome in my front lawn. What am I going to do? (laughs) Or like that crap where I feel like I always see things about how like gang initiations are happening at the local Walmart and they're going to like attack you. So don't go to Walmart, you know? It it, it just feels like one of those things where it's like this is Uh, nonsense. Yeah. They're putting fentanyl in the baby milk. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one's true, though. <laughs> that one's true. Well, Chris, that will be Tim time for today. So let's jump into some quick housekeeping before the main episode. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon uh, link is in the show notes. It's patreon.com slash coast to coast PM. You'll get early access to episodes and exclusive patrons only episodes. I think we're up to like 10 or 11 by the posting of this. If you want to go check all those out. You can sign up for his as little as $2. If you don't got any cash throwaway, it's totally cool. You can support us by dropping us five stars on Apple and leaving a review or giving us five stars on Spotify if you haven't already. Like, seriously, just it's super fast. Go do that. Um, and then you can send your positive vibes to c2cpmpod at gmail.com and find us on Reddit, R, Coast to Coast, PM. All that is in the show notes as well. Now for some Patreon shout-outs, which I've done a bad job of doing. Chris. Rojo, Cowherder, Nicole, Lamont, LH, Sandy, Loretta, Nicholas, Lisa, Sir, Sir, Will, Max, Esso, Matthew, Kellen, Loudon, and Rita. Thank you all for being our new patrons. We really appreciate you. You're keeping us on the air. You're keeping us running. Um. So thanks for that. Chris, you ready for the show? Let's go. Let's do it. So June 8th. 1994 interview with Vance Davis. Uh, we're doing back-to-back arts, Chris, because I just, I couldn't do Nori today. So we're doing more art. You ain't going to get a complaint out of me, brother. <laughs> I love listening to art. I, I did a um, a Nori for the Patreon that we're going to record, and I was just like, I can't do back-to-back Noris in one day. So I had to switch it up. Yeah, dude, give the, the people want art anyway. Let's just give it to them. Give them what they want. All right, so let's, let's. This is great because he's a showman and what a story for a showman, a bunch of secret intelligence super soldiers in Germany with a Ouija board and they go a wall and escape. There's just so much for art to really sink his teeth into. I really, I really hope he does a great job with this one. Well, let's jump into it, Chris. Uh, We're just going to kick things off with what happened. What is the background of this
2: story?
0: Well, I tell you, uh, Vance, what happened to you and the five others circulated um, almost as a myth or a rumor. When I first heard it on the air and people started calling about it, I didn't know what to make of it. it. It was just like it was one of those rumors, but apparently it's true, isn't it?
2: Some of the rumors aren't, but the majority, we did go AWOL. We did get information from the Ouija board. And uh, as uh, you know, as we'll probably discuss tonight, some of those things that we were told have occurred. A lot of things from the Ouija board we threw out as garbage. Um, but we did get some interesting things that we did give to the government.
1: Holy snap, we're talking to one of the actual soldiers that went AWOL.
2: Yes, Vance Davis.
1: Sorry if I didn't make that clear. He's one of the soldiers who went AWOL. He was there getting the prophecies from the Ouija board. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Okay. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. All right. Let's go. All right. So, we'll we'll start from the beginning here. Like, what was going on? Uh, Like, why were you in Germany? All that good stuff.
0: All right. Let's back up a little bit. Where were you stationed, first of all?
2: Well, in a place called Augsburg, Germany. Field Station Augsburg.
0: Field Station, Augsburg. Okay, when was this?
2: This was in 1990.
0: 1990? Yes, sir. You were living on or off base?
2: I was living on base on Sheridan Concern. On base? Yes,
0: sir. Sheridan Concern is what? An on-base housing area of some sort?
2: Yeah, they had three concerns there, which is like your uh, uh, separate bases within the place.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: All right, so this is all making sense so far. We're in the middle of Germany because we still have military outposts. Mm -hmm. all throughout germany he's living on base which again makes sense for a foreign or an american soldier on in a foreign country Mm -hmm. i think they pretty much all have to live on base so all this is tracking so far yeah and it's a listening post so he doesn't really say what he was doing but basically he says that he was spying like he was the guy who was interpreting codes and stuff like that uh, and that's what all of his buddies were doing so They were, yes. tapped in, yeah. they were tapped into the Russian communication system or whatever it was yeah. that they were tracking. Right, Dealing so, with secret information, which I had a friend who did something like this and she wouldn't tell me anything and it really annoyed me because I always wanted right. to know what she was doing. Yeah. Just give me a taste. I don't yeah. need to know all the dirty secrets, but yeah. just a, ta- a little morsel of secret. Would well, be like, fine. who am I going to tell? The government's not wiretapping my apartment, we think. Yeah. They probably are at this point. Yeah. Um so let's so there were six of them total, right? So we got Vance and then five others. So how did they all meet?
0: Five. I guess it was a total of five men. You're one of those and one woman, is that correct? correct? Yes, sir. Uh you all knew each other socially or w in other words, what were you doing sitting around a Ouija board?
2: Well, we uh three of us went to school together in nineteen eighty three in uh Pensacola, Florida. Uh Then we kind of uh, got back together in Augsburg, working fairly the same job, and met three others. Uh, We were doing parapsychology research. Parapsychology research? Wait,
1: were they doing parapsychology research for the military? No, this was uh, on their personal time. Okay. Okay, I was about to say, yeah, dude, that, <laughs> I, my mind is about to explode here. Yeah. You've got a whole bunch of secret intelligence military <laughs> soldiers doing occult stuff. For the military, it was just too beautiful for me. That would have been too crazy. Yeah, this was personal time. But it it is a little funny to me. Like, they probably were really bored for them to all get together. And were like, hey, y'all just want to, like, play with a Ouija board and tarot cards and see what happens. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And again, we've talked about this so many times. It makes sense why these people get into the occult. I mean, they're just, it's typically mostly boredom. Well, it's, it's why, you know, in the 1800s, all the, like, rich white dudes were getting really into the occult is because they were loaded. They had nothing to actually do. So right. you start playing with ghosts. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to work. I people when, for that. Yeah. When you're at the pinnacle, you're looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that the occult happens to be the next thing for most bored people for whatever reason i don't know why that is i mean i guess you don't really hear about the guy that gets into bug collecting or whatever you know the the ones that we really get interested in are the occult cases well i think there's probably this desire to to be elite because i mean esoteric is like hidden knowledge right right so you're in this in group so if you are rich or really smart or i don't know maybe there's an aspect of it where you feel really cool because you're getting all this secret government intelligence like you want to keep building on that feeling of i know things other people don't look at fraternities and sororities Mm -hmm. they literally don't matter they're in the university system but yet they, they it's a pervasive force within to create these secret groups that have esoteric leanings right and again it's a university it's college kids it's the, it doesn't really matter right but that kind of force that doesn't leave us just because we turn 22 yeah. right like and we leave college that need to have this like underlying force this secret thing that binds us is is a pervasive human trait yeah. Speaking of which, Chris, they were trying to find a lot of secret knowledge. So let's jump into the kind of research that they
2: were doing on the Germany base. Yes. Trying what to. What in
0: the world were you doing in a field like that in the military?
2: Well, I've always had an interest in it growing up and uh, so had the others. So we decided on our off time to basically do some research. Uh, Germany is known for its old arts, as it's called over there. Oh yes. And uh, we decided to kind of see if it's true or a bunch of garbage.
0: So what were you investigating besides the Ouija board? I mean, how did it begin?
2: Well, we were investigating uh, the garbage, basically the charlatans, uh, the fakers, right? Um, you know, tarot cards, stuff like that, and whether they had any uh, concept you know, right? Yeah uh we did hypnosis we found some interesting things with that um we ended up with the ouija board believe it or not because we were tired of each other's company (laughs) Uh, one of the members said well let's finish it up right here tonight and that was in april of 1990.
1: to be fair to them being in germany definitely heavy occult vibes in germany I mean, that's where the the actual Illuminati started in, like, the late 1700s was in Bavaria. Well, like, and then look at Hitler. I mean, Hitler yeah. and his team were full of occult worship. I mean, this whole, like, Germanic, Teutonic, spiritual beings and and pagan forests and stuff like that. Like, Germany's a wild place. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, well, here's my beef with it, though. Is that he's like, oh, we were trying to find the charlatans, like people using tarot cards. Like, why? I like tarot cards better than Ouija, honestly. Like, why are we hating right. on tarot? I think tarot, in my, it, it feels more esoteric than something you buy from Hasbro. Yeah, well, and my assumption is they probably didn't have a Ouija board from Hasbro over in Germany, right? I don't know. I don't know yeah, where you could where be wrong. Hasbro sells Ouija boards. Yeah. Well, I was but, just thinking of the time and stuff that they probably yeah. did have access to maybe something a little bit more powerful than uh, plastic and cardboard. Yeah, well, yeah, like uh, wood from a haunted tree. Well, as we've said many times before, you need something a little bit more dingy and dirty yeah. than plastic and cardboard. Yeah, stay tuned on the haunted asylum wood that I'm going to steal soon to make a Ouija board. I think that should be really solid for me can't wait to hear that episode it's gonna be great we we'll, we we'll Ouija live that's what we'll do yeah ouija live. <laughs> nothing will happen because i've never pat- done a ouija board yeah, work for the patrons for the patrons <laughs> just for the patrons um so they were about to call it quits chris they were tired of each other they were like you know what we're not really finding too much you know so let's just do the ouija board as our last little hoorah and then we're not going to talk to each other again
2: and we sat down with the
0: what do you mean what do you mean finished up
2: well, basically, to finish our research, uh, we were spending most of the time together at work and most of the time off of work. <laughs> and uh, I'm I sure, believe- as you know, Art, it, it, you get tired of each other after a while.
0: After a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, all right, so you were ready to bring this thing to a conclusion. By the way, uh, before we continue, mm-hmm. what had you concluded?
2: Over the... what we Oh, over that. Yeah. That uh, many of the devices are just that, show devices. Uh, There's no purpose and no use for them.
1: Yeah, we were just getting tired of each other, so we figured we'd pull out the old Ouija board and call it quits after that. It is a bit of a weird story. It's just that, that part is just not tracking, but okay. (laughs) I mean, maybe they had a pre-existing list of stuff they wanted to get through, instead of like continuing to mess with a tarot deck or like hypnosis right they were like all right what's the last thing we okay let's just check that off tonight and then we'll call it that's what he's talking about but he's doing a really poor job explaining it (laughs) yeah 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 i think that's right i think that's right so they're like going through their checklist they're maybe they're like going off base to different german tarot readers and psychics and stuff like that hypnose hypnotherapists and just messing with different stuff yeah exactly okay feels right yeah okay all right i'm tracking so it's kind of just like some bros uh hanging out playing with the cult stuff i mean it's like we're bored what else are we gonna do that's just a chill friday night
2: you know right all right so the ouija board what happened and then what well we uh did our research before we did that uh we did Uh, We wanted to protect ourselves because, of course, we're all grown up in the in the church around here. Uh, So we basically did some research and talked to some people, and we did a prayer. Uh, We also asked uh, many people may understand this asked the light to come in to help us and prayed for Jesus to guide our hand if we were to get anything. Then. If not, then if we weren't supposed to do this, then give us a message that we weren't supposed to do this.
0: Those who would share um, uh, the faith in Jesus with you would say that you were dabbling with the devil.
2: And I would tend to agree because there's no directions on the board or how to use the board. Uh, If you're messing, it's like a person art uh, that uh, is messing with a computer that has no knowledge of it. You don't know what you're messing with.
1: To be fair to them again, we are dealing with some experts here. If they're inviting the good first. Yeah, that's an important thing. We've talked about it many times. The vibes are some of the most important parts of dealing with this stuff. Yeah, check the vibes. The Ouija board is a telephone. Yeah, You can call downstairs or you can call upstairs, man. Yeah. So calling that like, I do think it's a little funny though, like how religious he's saying they all are. Because it's just, I, don't, I feel like you don't normally see super duper Christian people messing with the occult like that. America is a big place, Paul, and there's all types. <laughs> That's true. That's and true. that the evangelical type person would get into the occult big time does not surprise me at all. Just kind of messing around, dude, seeing what happens. Well, it's yeah. like the it's like the Jesus Ouija board. Right. Where you talk to Jesus. Exactly. But also I'm just thinking there's, because there's there's multiple levels to dealing with the occult, right? There's like kind of, you can do it in this positive aspect in which you are trying to reach the angels or God, right? But then there's this also underlying layer. Like we were mentioning before, you're dealing in the unknown. You're dealing in something that the vast majority of your society sees as taboo and the excitement of that is i think half of the enjoyment of the process yeah that's true it's a good point unknown unknown as uh, david crush says right yeah well let's find out what they delved into chris what actually happened with the ouija board because our boy vance is drawing this out uh
0: how did it go exactly i mean here it is moving around uh you ask no doubt who it is or what it is, and mm-hmm. what answer did you get?
2: Well, we got introduced, uh, basically she said, and it was a woman, it felt very womanly I guess in the way it was moving, uh, a person named Sapphire. And we asked who it was and, and uh, she, you know, where she was from. And She basically said she used to be a woman from uh, Georgia, believe it or not. Georgia? <laughs> yeah, so it was someone in the other realm. Uh, which had me and both Ken and most of us uh, really spooked
0: because we were sure. talking
2: so-called to a dead person.
0: Stand your hair straight on end, I'm sure. Uh,
2: yeah, I think uh, we we ended up getting a few more questions, and we quit for the rest of the night.
0: What did you ask, by the way?
2: Uh, we basically I mean, asked...
0: Who, who uh, she was, where she was, and what else? Uh,
2: why, why are they contacting us? Why were they talking to us? And we were... Basically given the answer because we wouldn't listen any other way.
1: So Vance and the boys are talking to a stripper from Atlanta named Sapphire. <laughs> uh yes. I think that's what we are saying. What a ridiculous name to go with. Yeah, we were talking to Sapphire. Sapphire from Georgia. <laughs> from Georgia, that Immediate thought stripper, stripper. from Hot Lana. That that tracks. That does track. Yeah. Yeah, so dude. can you just imagine sitting around with your boys and then sapphire starts chatting with you? Yeah. Who are we speaking to? And then sorry, for SAP SAP what's that? <laughs> sapphire. Here with her friend Ruby. Yeah. Um so yeah, they're they're clicking away, dude, and they start getting responses and they start digging in more, right? They're like, we need to keep Ouija because this works.
2: We're speaking to Mercedes from New York City.
0: You, you you, made a date to get together again or what?
2: Yes, we made a date for about uh, two weeks later because a lot of things were going on at work and we didn't want to put the pressure. So we ended up meeting I think it was about the first week of May um, and we ended up having a session for almost eight hours. Eight hours? Eight hours, yes, sir.
0: Um, You want to give us the highlights of the session?
2: Well, uh, we were told about uh, some things uh, that was going to be going on in Europe, and that was not a good place to be in the near future. Uh, we were also introduced to some other entities. Uh, for all these entities, I don't, uh, as as any analyst or investigator would do, we don't hold a lot of credibility behind them. But the information was very interesting, so we did a lot of research on everything we got. Uh, a lot of it was totally opposite. A lot of it was so far out that uh, maybe our own minds got caught up into it, if you know what I mean.
1: Dude, an eight-hour Ouija session <laughs> sounds nuts. You gotta have some Gatorade there for that, dude. That's a little exhausting. It's a yeah, gauntlet. dude. The the You're just kind of excreting bodily fluids after eight hours of Ouija board, dude. That, that room, is a... yeah. That room had to smell so bad. Just six... <laughs> Five guys and one girl just sitting in a room, ouija Well, I already imagined that after so long on base, I bet your hygiene does decrease a little bit. I mean, they are in the military, though, I think. Right. Because they are on a I always heard that um, the further away you get from a base, the more hygiene goes down. Uh, but I think if you're on base, they're probably having to keep a little tight, right? Okay, I see. So, yeah, you're... you're your guys out in Kandahar yeah. are getting a little grungy, but the the <laughs> bros in Germany are staying pretty clean cut. Yeah, the more you're getting shot at, the, the bigger they let your beard get, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've been told, at least. <laughs> Very nice of the military. Very, Very kind nice. of them. <laughs> You can miss that shame day, grunt. Yeah, if we have any uh, uh folks who listen to who served, let us know if that's true or not. That's what a buddy told me. So, Chris... They're getting a lot of information. They're hearing it's going to be bad time in Europe. Right. Uh, they, they essentially want things that they can actually check, like, in a newspaper is what they're looking for. Like, let's do w- some data that we can actually verify. I was curious about that because you kept on saying we were researching what we got. And I kept on being like, how do you research... Future events in Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's a great question.
2: Uh, one of the instances that nobody knew about was uh, Ken's uh, grandfather, who was very close to him, uh, gave him a message. And I can't remember the name right off my head. It's, it's in the notes. Uh, he actually uh, gave him a name that uh, Ken couldn't remember. He ended up calling the next day, calling his uh, dad and asking him who this was. And it was his grandfather. And his grandfather used to have everybody call him that name. So that was kind of a weird event.
0: Yeah, pretty weird.
2: You know, we hit, tended to say, okay, well maybe they could be for real. Kinda
1: liking these guys, dude. <laughs> I mean, they are doing the Ouija board exactly like I would want somebody to do the Ouija board. Yeah. They're they're asking the white to to lead them. They're talking to former relatives. Mm-hmm. All oh, good stuff. Yeah, they don't start out like on our Ghost to Ghost episode where they're like, can we talk to Satan? Yeah. <laughs> we started asking for Satan. You're <laughs> a fool. You're an absolute fool. Stop that. Going zero to 100 every time. Don't do that. Do like our boy Vance. Yeah. You ask the the white, the light, the good, the positive, to guide your hands, and then you ask for ancestors. Mm-hmm. Boom. Good. Very, very good. Well, next up, Chris. So we got, we got that one kind of proof point where we got a nickname for one of the guy's grandpas that he didn't know about, right? So that's interesting. Can I just say that one doesn't seem to be all that wild. One of the people controlling the piece knows the nickname that his grandfather gave him. Well, that's what he was saying was that he didn't know the nickname. It was a nickname his grandpa had. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Now, I thought he meant that it was a nickname that he had for him. No, no, I think it was for okay. the grandpa. Yeah, but the thing about that though is that I'm not. I'm still not sold though because like it was a family nickname. And he's, maybe he forgot it. I don't know. Right. It still would have been something that he would have known potentially. Yeah. So I want some real predictions. Yes, right? yes. European destruction—that's yes. what we're looking for, Paul. Global nuclear annihilation in 2032. Zombie apocalypse, Moscow. Yes, exactly. So let's let's find out what else the
2: board was giving us. You know,
0: we European, also
2: were told, uh, believe it or not, Art, that there would be a major earthquake in Tehran. In Tehran. Yes, and thousands of people would be killed.
0: When was this supposed to occur?
2: Uh, this is supposed to occur because we wanted something quick that we could that would be reported in the paper. Right, and it was supposed to happen within the next thirty days. And it happened. Over three hundred thousand people were killed.
1: Holy snap, crackle, pop! <laughs> that's a good so, call. That's apparently a very good call. Very good call. But yeah. l- like you said before, Paul, we're a little bit like looking into the past, saying we predicted the future. Yes, you know, and that's a problem. Hindsight with the Ouija board is 2020. We need some future predictions to test. Yes, All right. And, so and Vance has got him. He we'll we'll get to him for sure. We'll get to him. Okay. So let's keep All digging right.
2: into some of these predictions.
0: Would you care to reveal, uh, talk about any of those predictions? Well,
2: one of them was aired going ahead today. Uh, One of them was aired on uh, Fighting's in 1993 in February. Oh, and that was an explosion in New York City in 1993.
0: I'll tell you, you're not the only one to have predicted that. Um, Right, we did that
2: two weeks before it happened on Fighting's, believe it or not. And I, I tell you, Art, I sat in front of the TV and saw that, and I just, I basically. You know, that went to the bathroom. I couldn't believe it actually occurred.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That kind of thing really does scare you. I've had one sort of psychic experience, and it scared me uh, enough that it put me on my knees.
1: What explosion are they talking about in New York? Are they talking about the first World Trade Center bombing? Yeah, it would have been the first World Trade Center bombing. That did happen in 1993. That's okay. All right. So, but again, kind of the same thing. We're looking back in the past, predicting the future. Yes, exactly. It's like this interview is occurring in 94. bombing was in 93. Right. Like anyone can say that. I could say I predicted 9-11. It doesn't mean that I did. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I was telling everybody I knew about 9-11 on September 10th. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's try and get some future predictions because that's the most interesting part, right? Um, things that did not happen in 1994 or before. I want 95 or after.
0: I, I guess I would like to hear some of the predictions that are made uh, that were, went as far as 10 years out. Uh, what are some of them?
2: Well, uh, 1996. Uh, that's the big one in California, supposedly. Uh, that's if We asked, uh, well, how big will it be? And we were told if it could be measured, it'd measure 14.4 or higher.
0: 14.4. Or higher, yes. That would be... T- tectonic plate separation <laughs> yes
2: that would that would make a bunch of islands that would be george scallion's uh, prediction right there basically that I've learned so his big one
0: uh, boy I'll tell you uh, this is true Vance everybody who's making predictions and prophecy or whatever name you want to attach to it uh, they're all they all seem to be predicting big earth changes prior to 2000 or right around 2000
1: a 14 point earthquake would like be the thing that broke california off the continental u.s yeah california would fall into the ocean yeah like that 14 points is devastating i would probably feel that earthquake in south carolina uh and chris in case you weren't aware california has not fallen into the ocean so i would say that that prediction has failed yeah, that was a bad bad prediction. But this is the one of the problems and we and we've discussed it a little bit, but this especially around major calendar events, right? The year 2000. It's it's what is it? Millenarianism? Yeah. It it becomes so rampant and the years before that event you just you get people believing the craziest stuff and i think that may also kind of help explain why these random soldiers get so into the occult yeah it's a good point is because the year 2000 is approaching quickly and it's just it's a weird thing you know it's a weird number we're switching to a two everyone's lived with a one right um and you you feel like that should be marked by something what? and it happened in the year 1000 and it happened in the year 1500 and it happened like it happens in these m- major milestones where people are like, well, this is finally the time when Jesus comes back or this is finally the time when X being comes back, right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, Chris, we got some more predictions. uh this one's going to be about uh, aliens coming and talking to us.
2: Uh, we will actually be introduced by '96, is as what actually what it said. We'll be introduced to our first alien race. Now that's kind of a wild one, but hey, it would be neat. <laughs> and I'm saying on a national level, you know, on TV or something.
0: God, I'd love to see that happen.
2: Oh, I would too.
0: <laughs> our first uh, alien race. Uh, do you know? Is that exactly, by the way, how the message came through to you?
1: Yes. A lot of stuff happening in '96, Paul. Big year. Big Big year 96. 96 was a pretty foundational year for the future. I mean we all learned that in our history classes that 1996 changed everything. Yes the giant huge earthquake that wrecked all (laughs) of the west on top of the alien beings coming down and saying, Hey, we exist. Dude, and this is the problem, man. You can never put a fixed date on something like yes. that, especially yes. when it's only two years out, because it only gives you two years around the way. You yeah. got to put it further out. Got to. Got, to, be got to. Got it. to. Yeah, dude. Give yourself a good 20 years. And he also talks a bit about how, like, these are predictions and not prophecy. And the difference between a prediction and a prophecy, according to Vance, is that a prediction can be changed, right? So right. that is a good little failsafe you need to build in for yourself where you're like, if it doesn't happen, oh, we changed it. But right. the problem is he's predicting things like earthquakes. He also goes into volcanoes that were supposed to erupt in ninety six that did not erupt. And it's like, no, there's nothing that we can do to affect an earthquake. Like you were in, just wrong in your modern scientific belief, there's nothing you can do to stop an earthquake, Paul. Good but point. through. Through sacrifice and belief in the old ways, we can stave off natural disaster. The positive vibes of Californians has prevented it from falling into the ocean. That's right. That's right. It may soon fall into the ocean. We'll ha- Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> you could have just been off by a couple of years. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the fact that they went AWOL, right? What, what happened there? Yeah, yeah. Because well, they did, they did break the law because right. of this. Right. Yeah, that's treason. Essentially, yeah. is to do go AWOL. So they really had to have been scared about this Ouija board. They were. Yeah, they
2: believed it.
0: <laughs> I want to know why you left Germany. Why? Oh, why
2: we left Germany? Well, two reasons, and one reason in my mind because some of the predictions we were given were. Plausible, and I mean to state plausible that they could occur, and that things were going to change in this country drastically. Uh, you know, we were told that we'd have one of the youngest presidents since Kennedy elected. Uh, this is all in 1990. People, we shared this with people in 1990, even the newspaper guy, uh, and he put some of those out: uh, Gulf War, all that. Um,
0: all right, so we had, felt, we, we felt. You had all these predictions, but um, why would that drive you out of Germany well, toward Georgia?
2: Well, towards actually we're heading to Gulf Breeze. Gulf uh, Breeze. It a couple women, yeah, whom I married one of them. Uh, the interesting thing, in my mind, I felt that, because I gave an oath in the military, and I talk about this in my talks, I felt that we had a domestic threat. Now, we are given an oath that we will protect the Constitution and Bill of Rights from foreign and domestic enemies right and we we're told in the prophecies that gun laws would be passed that other rights would be taken that all this stuff would be taken away in my mind I felt we had a domestic enemy working within the government
1: well I first want to start with I love that he was like oh you want to talk about why I went AWOL or well okay <laughs> that's the whole reason you're here bro that's that's the thrust of the story is you went AWOL because of a Ouija board (laughs) yeah you being a dude with the Ouija board not that great of a story that you're claiming the Ouija board sent you off on this journey is the reason you're here dude but from Vance's perspective the interesting part are the predictions right But that's not actually the interesting part. Yeah, that's not actually the interesting part. (laughs) It's that you believed them and broke the law and ran away. And it's funny because, like, more and more it's seeming like this is just the reasoning he's given himself. That he's like, yeah, we left to go to a beach back in America to go hang out with a bunch of women. Like, that's yeah. the reason you actually left. We went to go meet up with some women in Florida. Yeah. Like, that's the reason you left, not the Ouija board, you crazy bastard. Yeah, so they, they ran away to Gulf Breeze, pick up some chicks, and then they were going to go to Chattanooga to get a van. And then he, what he was saying was their plan was to, like, run away to Colorado. Right. Ultimately, With Which, the women. Right. With the women. Which, to be fair, again, to them, Colorado, great place to to kind of survive an apocalypse in. Yeah. And he teased it a little bit there. Um, And we'll jump in a little bit more with this next clip. But basically, his excuse was the Ouija board was telling him the libs were going to take over. And uh, he just didn't want that. He he didn't want Bill Clinton to take away all of his guns. So he had to go away. (laughs) Which is the worst excuse. That's so awesome. That's
2: so awesome. This is saying, you know, they're getting rid of, you know, in our mind and in my mind, they were getting rid of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and all this stuff. And basically turning it into a totalitarian.
0: Totalitarian, yeah. Now, this
2: is in the future. This isn't now. But, I mean, and, you know, this is what we were thinking in 1990. We didn't think these things would occur. And every time one of them does, we're sitting there just shaking our head, like we can't believe people are allowing this to happen.
0: Hmm. you know So you were going to come back and, and finally get together all of you in in Colorado. Correct. And what? Go to the mountains and just wait and
2: wait for a certain uh, thing to happen. It's already happened. We never made it to Colorado.
0: <laughs> what was that uh, What was that thing?
2: That was, uh, believe it or not, the gun laws were going to be passed—severe gun laws—and we were told we we would have we would uh, be allowed to play for about three years.
1: This is the thing that freaks them out. Yeah, that's the thing. What it must it must have been like the assault weapons ban? Yeah, that's something what I think like he's re- that. He, he doesn't clarify, but I think that's yeah. what he's referring to. Which I thought the assault weapons ban was like 1993. Yeah, yeah, and this is 94. So okay. It's once again he's predicting the past, right. so I think he might be saying like, "Oh, we heard that a weapons ban was going to come down, y- yes. and '93 happened, which proved that we are right." Right. That ban right. also okay. has since expired, right? Right. So, I think maybe he just needed to wait ten years. That would have been cool. Yeah. Right. But th- during those ten years, America was a total totalitarian state. Yeah. And also I'm not buying his stuff because he can't pronounce totalitarian. So <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, I was like, come on, dude. Yeah, if you're going to go AWOL for this, say it right. Yeah, dude, that was pretty awesome. But again, I get it. I mess up words all the time and we just have the, uh, you know, I have the convenience of the editing tool. He doesn't really have that That's convenience. true. He's live. Yeah, I, i've never messed up though yeah yeah right okay <laughs> so they got arrested chris as one does when you go awol to meet some chicks in florida right <laughs> that's the best part that's the best part is that we were really worried about the gun so we went awol so we went to a beach in florida <laughs> with a bunch of women <laughs> one of whom he married one of whom he married so it was a and, happy ending yeah Uh, Okay. All right. So that's cool. All right. So, but the Ouija board
2: was the reason. It was all the Ouija board's fault. Believe it or not, we we had decided before we left if we were caught, we wouldn't fight. We'd become the perfect soldiers. Uh, Our goal was to basically get this information to the highest possible source within the government. And also maybe to let some people know, realize that there's more going on than what they're being told.
0: All right. So they arrested you. How did they treat you?
2: really weird art <laughs> uh they were telling people not to talk to us uh they were putting in this in solitary confinement uh which for some part is understandable uh but they were told not to give us any orders or not to cuss at us or do anything
0: the guards you mean
2: yeah in fact one guard uh talked to us and he was taken off duty at that instant. well not
1: only was there plan to go a But their plan was also to become a paramilitary unit whose aim was to destroy the current regime of the United States government. And they they did all of this because of how much they love America. Right. This is incredible. (laughs) This is amazing. Yeah. All of a sudden, these guys just lose their minds over in Germany. Well, and this like is basically treason where you're saying I ran away from the military uh, and I was going to hide up with a bunch of guns so that I could overthrow the, the government. Like that's treason. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not just that you went AWOL, that you were in the military. Yeah. But you're leaving because you need to overthrow the current governmental regime. Yeah. This is incredible. He's awesome. He did great. He did the Lord's work. This is so based. I can't stand it. I'm getting like based hives. Yeah, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Um, sadly, they weren't able to actually live out this dream. Uh, in the beginning, at least. So it sounds like not. It sounds like not. Yeah. So let's let's get this wrapped up. So they got arrested, right? They had to go with a question.
0: Uh, were you actually interrogated?
2: Yes, we were. Uh, we were supposed to be interrogated for three weeks at uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, and it only lasted three days when uh, the captain came in. The captain became, Captain Brown, he, he actually told us what was going on. We didn't even know we were in the news until he told us. We weren't allowed to watch TV. But uh, they were doing the interrogation, and the guy, uh, the captain came in, knocked on the door. Uh, Ken was being t- interrogated at the time, told the guy he had a phone call. And the guy said, well, can we take it later? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, uh, you have to take it now. It's the White House. Next thing we know, uh, went wait,
0: wait excuse me, it was the White House. It
2: was his boss from the White House. I see, okay. Next thing we know, about ten minutes later, he comes back and says, "Pack it up, we're leaving. They're being released. I
1: think why they were being held for those few days was that they were trying to figure out, is this a bigger conspiracy, yeah, and relatively quickly they were able to determine that these were just some damn fools. <laughs> yeah do we have a problem or do we have a couple idiots right and it was like oh my god these guys are just silly can you imagine writing up that report like trying to explain why these group of people went AWOL because you think that you have a conspiracy on your hands because they are six people dealing with like high level intelligence maybe they defected who knows what happened and then it's like oh they were in florida to talk to some women because of a ouija board (laughs) I just think of the end of burn after reading where uh, the CIA character is like, what did we learn here? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Nothing. (laughs) Don't do it again. (laughs) again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing, Chris, is that these orders came straight from the top. Apparently. Yeah, dude. I, it, it probably did. It was probably embarrassing. This was probably a super embarrassing story at the time for everyone, and I can see it kind of catching wildfire at the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy story. He says, why? And he says, when orders come from the top, we do it. And he goes, what? Orders from top? My boss didn't tell me anything. When the president says we're going to release him, we release him.
0: The president? Yes. Ordered your release?
2: President Bush was involved. So it was Dole. Ah, so it
1: wasn't Clinton. That release him it would have been bush because it was it was 1990 yeah right right when it right, happened. right 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 well he probably liked the uh right wing nature of their uh a wall oh yeah they were gonna get some guns and go to colorado that's fine that sounds about <laughs> right for daddy bush dude and also daddy bush into the occult that's true did he have a psychic too like reagan yeah uh, the other thing that I was thinking, though, is that this very well could have just been, oh, my God, this is a giant embarrassment. Yeah. I just think get that him was, out here. Yeah, I think there was the uh, major embarrassment part of the whole story. But now I'm starting to think because it was Daddy Bush that he was like, no, we got to get these guys back out into the community to keep on doing their right wing mischief. Yeah, for when uh, someone does take over and right. take all our guns. You know, because in a couple of years, we're going to have the you know, police state introduced. So yeah. it'll be good if these guys are out in the in the wild. Yes, the infamous police state that we all live under. So they got released and they got honorable discharges as well. So they weren't actually charged with anything. They were honorably discharged? Yeah, they were let like, go uh, with an honorable discharge. But it was marked that they hadn't performed their duties well. Okay. On their discharge papers. So there was a negative mark but it was not a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so good for them.
2: And I know what you're asking yourself, Chris, what are they doing now?
0: And what have you done with yourself since?
2: Uh, basically we ended up out here. I married, uh, one of the women that we visited there. Uh, we have two children now and I was maybe thinking the story would die as all of us did. But, uh, We found out that nothing like this has ever happened in 200 years of American history. Uh, A lot of people, it it shook them awake, I guess, because it was reported over uh, everything. And some of the predictions were released in 1990 in some of the newspaper and through the grapevine, if you know what I mean, Art. I do. Uh, We had told some people, and I guess it went fast.
0: I am am actually a large branch on the grapevine.
1: (laughs) Oh, just further proof. Of why Art Bell is one of the greatest showmen of all time. (laughs) He's the king. He is the king. The grapevine, sir. I am the grapevine. (laughs) You think you know the grapevine. Um, So that is the story, Chris. Do you want the last predictions as our final clip? Some final future predictions. I I did not get enough predictions out of this guy. I wanted way more. Let's get some more. He ends with some
2: predictions.
0: Listen, you mentioned predictions not made public. So... Let's hear a couple of them. <laughs> you want
2: to hear a couple? Yeah, okay. sure. Well, um, we were we were told a lot of things about the Pope. Uh, that he'll turn uh, the next Pope will turn the Church somewhat upside down, um, which will set up the final Pope. But we were told that the um, one wild thing that we don't put out: that the Antichrist is already in power in Europe, in right. uh, some form of power. We don't know what.
0: The Antichrist is already in power in Europe.
2: Yeah, in Europe. Uh, he doesn't even know he's the Antichrist yet, So, which is interesting. Um, these are things we, put out, we don't put out because it's, it, they're non-confirmable. Do you know what I mean? Yes. They're hard to find any facts on. Right. The most interesting thing, I think, about the United States was uh, that uh, we'll be the least touched by the chaos, and we were told that Native Americans were the cause of it.
0: We will be the least touched by the chaos, yep. and Native Americans would be the cause of it?
2: Yeah, something they have in their possession that will protect the Turtle Island. What is the Turtle Island? Is that America? I
1: think so, yeah. Oh, okay. That, I, at first I thought he was doing a racism where the Native Americans were the cause of the chaos... No, but they're the cause of the protection. They're the cause of the protection. I guess they have some sort of secret totem, most likely, okay. is what he's imagining. Right. Yeah, the Hopi Indians being able to take the temperature of the earth. Yeah, something like that. Um, right. And then, apparently, I think he was off with his Pope predictions, too, because if the next Pope was the final Pope, J.P. N- no, 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 no. I think he may have been on to something, because he was saying that the one Pope would turn the Vatican on its head. And then the, that the next Pope would be the final Pope. And so Benedict, I think he was saying would be the final Pope, but Benedict wasn't the final Pope. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Francis, Francis would be the final Pope Benedict's the one that turns the church on its head. And I think him retiring may be that thing. I'm trying to very much put it in to my own, I'm trying to give him props, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, then we'll we'll wait to see what the Pope does, because um, yeah. he may be the last Pope, yeah. either because he is the Antichrist or because the Antichrist is on Earth uh, and is about to bring about Armageddon. My assumption was that the the, the Pope wasn't the Antichrist, that it was going to be a like politician or something like that. So I'm wondering if we're not seeing a uh, politician out there. We but could. they would have already been in power and would still be in power. Yeah. That, they that's would, kind of interesting. That would be 30 years of power. Yeah. that's a, And that's a hard to do in Europe.
0: That's difficult.
1: That's difficult. Um, yeah. I'm just so used to the anti-Catholic sentiment on C2C that uh, I just figure everyone hates the Pope. Because that's yeah. a lot of Pope hating happens on, on this radio show. Yeah. But Popery, dude. You yeah. can't trust it. Those Catholics. Oh, I love the Catholics. They're great. Well, Chris, that will be the story of Vance Davis, the man who went AWOL because a Ouija board told him the lips were going to take his guns. Scale of one to to five Ouija board planchettes, what do you give our boy Vance? I give the story like a four and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. It's an insane story. Special clearance soldiers in Germany start playing with the occult, start getting predictions using a Ouija board, And then flee to the beach to protect their second amendment rights. That's a wild story. That's a crazy, crazy, incredible story. Four, four and a half. Easy. Ouija boards on the actual story. Vance himself. I'm only going to give like one and a half to. Yeah. I mean, it's all very, very silly i agree i'm gonna give the story a five because i think it is so great i just love it like it's it's completely absurd but in terms of the actual realness of it I, he gets a one like nothing he was predicting actually came true right the only things that he correctly predicted were things that had already happened by the time of this interview so i wasn't totally buying anything he was right down. yeah and i really like the pope one i think he may have been onto to something the antichrist one it's hard to say it's hard to say. I don't know. Is Zelensky the antichrist? We'll see. When did Putin come to power? Ooh, Putin's a good guess, too. Putin would have been in power in the early nineties. Yeah, so maybe it was Putin. Um, that's a possibility. That's a good guess, dude. Let's see. Um no, ninety nine was 99. when he started, so he wouldn't have been in well, power then. Started no 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 started as president that's true that's true i think he was a person within the uh yeltsin administration yeah because he was already a known quantity at the time which is why the americans originally were pretty excited that putin became president yeah um he did mention erdogan as well so maybe i don't know when erdogan came to power but he's still in power right yep so i don't know there's a couple possibilities there's a couple possibilities we'll see Yeah, dude. i like a turkic antichrist that's kind of fun i just feel like the antichrist is just taking too long yeah if it's if he's been in power for 30 years it's like all right pull the trigger dude what are you waiting for it must be an incredible scheme he's got working on <laughs> he's 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 getting the dominoes in place for 30 the, years yeah the web this antichrist is weaving must be the most intricate web in the world well i can't wait to see it come to fruition it's very exciting stuff it will know who to thank for uh predicting it mr vance davis well That'll be the show today, Chris. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next Thursday on our public feed. And as always, you can support the show and get bonus episodes at patreon.com slash coast to coast PM. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.